0: Hi, this is Shelby Hansen, and this is episode 16, How to Stop Feeling Like a Burden. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, speech and language expert, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hello, my beautiful friends. How is your week going? I hope that you are having a great week. I am. This past, um, yesterday, when I was driving, to go get my son from preschool, it had snowed in between the drop-off and the pickup, and as I was going up the hill, I was the only one that had any snow tracks in the hill going up to our house, I was a little worried if we were going to be able to make it, but thankfully the snow was super dry and there was no ice, so no problems. I hope that wherever you are, you are staying nice and safe. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to share, start off with sharing a review from somebody on the podcast, and this is from Untold Legend 117 They say, Shelby is such an amazing example of rising above your circumstances. She walks the talk by creating a beautiful life of her dreams while teaching us how to do the same. I love listening and look forward to more episodes. Well, your dreams are coming true. Here's another new episode on Legend, and we'll just keep going and hoping that you enjoy every episode. So thank you for that review. All right. So today's episode is how to stop feeling like a burden. So chronic illness, it can really feel like it's ripping your identity apart, especially if you had a part or most of your life that you were pretty healthy and all of a sudden you get this diagnosis and you can't do the things that you used to, and you're scared about what the future is going to look like. And right now in your present, you might not be able to take care of yourself or the people that you have stewardship over in the ways you've always been able to. And when that happens, a lot of people will tell me that they feel like a burden to the people around them. Okay. I wanted to kind of look up this word and Get a little bit more context around the word burden. When you look up the dictionary, a burden means a load, typically a heavy one. And when I was looking online for what's, what people mean when they say that someone is a burden, some of the things I came up with were it's someone who is difficult to manage, or someone who creates problems or serious responsibility for another person. Or when someone shares something distressing or troublesome with another person, that can be a burden. And I think that some of the common ways that people with chronic illness believe being a burden is is when my spouse or my family or my kids have to do a lot of things for me. They might think I can't do very much to take care of myself or the house or whatever, the kids, all of the the scheduling, whatever it is. You might be thinking other people are taking care of me. That means I'm a burden. Or I'm making someone else's life harder because I can't do everything to take care of myself or to take care of everybody. Or you might be thinking other people pay for things because you aren't able to work and that might make you feel like a burden. So this taking care of ourselves can be around your own self-care or things that you have done to care for people in your family, like I said, that you have stewardship over, like your kids. And I think that there's such an ebb and flow with other people helping with these kind of self-care things or helping around the house or helping to care for children. And for myself, like I, I look at what I was able to do to take care of my family, to take care of myself before my transplant. Before my transplant, when I was still on kidney failure, I was still able to do a lot of things, but definitely not everything. And by the end of the day, I was really spent. And so that left a lot of the nighttime things that needed to happen, like bedtime and, and after dinner cleanup to my husband or to my kids. And then I look at post-transplant. I was actually very sick after my kidney transplant, and I couldn't even care for myself at that point in a lot of ways. I needed assistance to stand up. I needed assistance to get up the stairs at the time. And right after my transplant, we were living in student housing because my husband was getting a PhD. We only had one bathroom and it was upstairs. So either I needed help to get up the stairs or I needed help to get out of the bed if I was staying upstairs. Um, in fact, I had my husband do all of my transplant meds after I had my transplant because I had such incredible brain fog. If you've heard my story before, my kidneys actually were worse after the transplant for about seven weeks post-transplant. So I was very, very sick. I had him do that because I just couldn't take on that mental load of making sure that I got the dosages all right because I just my body was really falling apart at that moment. And now I look at years after my transplant and what it looks like about what I'm able to take care of, how I'm able to care for myself, how I'm able to care for my children. And just different times of your life, you're going to require more care to be outsourced to other people or to just forget about doing that. And so it just, it ebbs and flows, all right? So, and you might require others help to care for yourself or your kids, or you might end up doing it at a great cost to yourself. To your health and to your other capacities. So it's, I think it's a really worthwhile conversation to look at this whole idea of I'm a burden. Now, I also believe we live in a very individual society where people's plates have become really full, especially if you're a mom in this kind of environment now. We expect mothers specifically to do everything and be everything for their kids. Now, it wasn't always like this. We used to live in more community settings where everyone helped out a little bit. Now, especially if you're a military family like I grew up in and I married into, lots of people now tend to live far away from family, and we used to be able to have access to more people helping in child-rearing and everyday life things. Now, being a burden in our society is looked down on because we think you should be able to take care of yourself. And when people aren't able to care for themselves in a way that society deems appropriate, then we judge those people for not being able to do that. And honestly, that's the crux of ableism. Ableism is based on the belief that there's a correct way for bodies and minds to function, and that anyone else who deviates from that is inferior and so not only does our society hold on to these ableist beliefs, but we hold on to them too. We believe that if we cannot do what we used to do or we, what we want to do with our bodies, that there's something wrong with our bodies. Not our expectations, not society's expectations. There must be something wrong with me. So I want to present you with three ways to stop feeling like a burden. Okay, my method to approach any topic where there's something that feels really heavy and uncomfortable and something that I know that I would like to change, but I don't quite know how to, is that I look at where the problem is in the self-coaching model that I've talked about, and I question the unhelpful thinking, and I make those unhelpful beliefs utterly untrue. Like so untrue that I couldn't believe it anymore if I tried to. And then finally, I shift into a new belief that's actually helpful and in the direction that I want to go. So, looking at the self coaching model, considering myself a burden is a thought, it's not a fact. So, the first step of how to stop feeling like a burden is to recognize it's not even possible to be a burden because it's not a fact. It's an opinion. It's a thought. Other people could look at the situation that I'm in and come up with their own conclusions. I might be looking at the situation and thinking, if I can't do the dishes every day, I'm such a burden. Whereas somebody else might be looking at that and thinking, well, of course you don't do the dishes. Other people can do that for you. It's not a big deal. So that's how I know it's not a fact. It's not a fact. We can't just say... Everybody agrees that somebody that doesn't do the dishes every day is a burden. It's kind of funny to even think about that. So I want you to think about the last time you thought you were a burden to somebody else. What was the exact situation? What were the facts? Were you feeling like a burden when you were going through something challenging in your body? When your body was in deep pain physically and emotionally? It's hard to imagine during times like this, but when you are hurting physically, the people around you are not able to feel the intensity of the pain that you are experiencing. Only you know that. So if you're asking for more help during this time for self-care or other care items, caring for other people or other things that you have stewardship over, isn't that warranted when you're going through something hard? Okay, let me give you an example. So if we were to put this into more of like a self-coaching model, we could look at the circumstances of any of the situations. Like the symptoms of your diagnosis could be a fact. Like if you're experiencing extreme exhaustion as, as, as a symptom of your diagnosis, you could put exhaustion in the circumstance, that symptom. It could be an event that happened, like maybe you had a surgery, or maybe there was a party and you decided not to go. So not going to the party could be the circumstance. Or maybe you are on the couch and you are dehydrated and you ask somebody for a drink of water. So you could put in the circumstance, I ask for a drink of water. I, like I said the words, can you please get me a drink of water? Okay. Now you can see that in any of these situations or whatever situation you find yourself in, you could come to the conclusion, have this thought, I'm a burden to the people around me. some version of, they don't want to do what I asked them to do. Okay. So when you're thinking I'm a burden, it can come up with a variety of feelings because everybody's unique. Could be some flavor of discouragement feeling unloved or unwanted, maybe depressed or disappointed, or even some shame might come up. So I want you to think about that. What emotion comes up for you if you're thinking, I'm a burden, okay? Because we know from the self-coaching model, anytime you're having any sort of a feeling, that is what is driving your action, okay? So if I'm thinking... I'm a burden and I'm feeling unloved, what do I do when I'm feeling unloved? For me, I withdraw. Like I don't ask people for things if I'm feeling unloved and feeling like a burden. I start neglecting my needs. I start getting upset about my diagnosis or the symptoms or the thing that I didn't get to do. I resist the symptoms in my body. A lot of times I'll be like, okay, well, I'm just going to not be tired anymore. Let's see. Let's see if that works. I might ruminate on why my body is the problem. I'm not addressing the real problem. And then if I do ask for things, feeling unloved, I kind of ask in a different way. Like I ask kind of um, in a needy way that's like, Oh, I don't I don't want to need this, but could you do this for me anyway? It just kind of comes out weird, right? Cuz I'm feeling unloved. I'm thinking people don't want to do this for me, so I'm not feeling loved. The way I ask even changes. I might project my disappointment onto other people and I'll probably end up beating myself up. And I might decide if I'm feeling unloved because I'm thinking I'm a burden, I might just decide to do something myself, and that might end up hurting me physically or mentally. And if I am feeling unloved, I might be asking myself, is this even real? Is this just in my head? I might start to gaslight myself. And really, all of those actions, that's not who I want to show up in the world as, right? And it's all coming from this thinking that I'm a burden because in, in the end, when I am considering myself a burden, I'm feeling unloved. I'm taking all of these actions from feeling unloved. I'm burdening myself with my problems of my body and my life. And I'm the one that experiences that nobody else does because they have their own brains. They have their own way that they're thinking. And really what I'm doing is hiding the answers hiding the solution for myself of how I could feel better. I'm not seeing a way out because I consider myself a burden. Okay. So now we see kind of what happens. We've got a little bit of awareness. What happens when we believe this thought, because you don't have to believe every thought you think when I believe this thought that I'm a burden, we see how it leads to me really burdening myself, making life worse and more difficult for myself. Okay. So The second step of stopping feeling like a burden, we're going to question the beliefs and question the thinking. For this thought, I'm a burden, there's this underlying belief that what you do for yourself and other people is a measure of how valuable and worthy you are. So let's start to pull that apart, okay? Now, because what we actually want to believe and to see, and which is true, is that your worth is independent of productivity. You may think that how much you produce or are able to provide defines your value to yourself, to your family, your friends, and society. And maybe you think that everybody thinks better of you when you're able to do more. But I like to think about a little baby. We have very little expectations of them because we know their capability levels are limited they can't do very much for themselves. Not because there's something wrong with them. It's just where they are. It's just where they are developmentally. When someone breaks a bone, we don't expect them to go run a marathon. And just because your symptoms may be invisible, that might make it harder for you to accept your physical limitations. And then you might feel like you need to convince other people that you have these limitations and it all gets so exhausting, right? Okay. In our society, we value people that take care of their children and take care of themselves and don't bother other people. But just as a baby can't do everything for itself, people can't either. It's an illusion that we can. Do you know someone who can grow their own food spin the fibers for their clothes, and stitch all the fabrics together for things to wear. No, it's the same thing for our lives. Yeah, some people might seem like they have it all together, but anybody that I've gotten to know, you get to see that they are actually very far from perfect. So is it realistic to expect that if you have a disabled or chronically ill body, that you should be able to do everything you want to in your mind? Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to. The problem is if you make it mean something negative about your value, if you're unable to do everything you think you should, if you make it mean that you are a burden and this has a negative, a net negative for you, that's when it's a problem. Okay, so number three, in that line of making the hurtful belief untrue, then there's a then what that comes up. What am I supposed to believe if I just stop believing that it's impossible for me to be a burden? You can shift into a new belief that serves you better. Okay. So this is number three. And I think something that's going to be really helpful to you. And this is what I live by. Do your best and leave the rest. Your best is yours to know. And nobody else can tell you otherwise, because they don't live in your body. They don't live in your life. I like to use this analogy about how everyone on the planet has an energy bank. People with disabled and chronically ill bodies have the same energy as most people. It's just that the energy is being used differently in our bodies. If you're like me and you have kidney disease, your energy might be exerted to help heal a transplanted kidney or clear toxins from your body that your body isn't as efficient as other people. There are things that withdraw from our energy and things that make a deposit for our energy bank. My body might be withdrawing energy in a way that people outside of me can't see, but I can feel it and I know that it's real. There are also other things that we can do in life to either invest or withdraw from our energy bank. What is an investment one day could become a withdrawal the next day. For example, exercise could be a deposit into your energy bank one day, but if you're having a lot of symptoms and needing extra healing that day, then exercise could actually be a withdrawal from your energy bank instead. I want you to think about when's the last time you felt like a burden? Many times it could be when you're sick and healing. And you needed to use your energy for healing instead of caring for yourself or other people. There's a difference between knowing when getting up and expending energy is going to pay you back or if it's going to end up costing you more to be able to see, is this a deposit or withdrawal? If I ask for help with self-care items, it can be an investment in my healing. If I do something to care for myself, but it ends up hurting me, more than helping me, then I've made a withdrawal. And the only way to know what are deposits and withdrawals is to experiment. You have to experiment to get to know your body, to understand her. And if you know that you are doing your best without overdoing it, then you know in your heart, you are doing your part to not unnecessarily burden someone. We think that we should be able to do everything on our own, but we've proven that that's just not possible. It's okay for other people to help you. It's part of why humans evolved in tribes. It's why we live in groups even today. We do better with more people around. And if your body needs extra love and attention, then let her get it. If she needs it. I hope that you see that feeling like you are a burden to other people is optional Sometimes you will feel that way and that's okay. But just follow the line of thinking. See how you show up in your life when you believe that thought. It's okay to have B minus work. It's okay to not live up to everyone else's expectations. But most importantly, it's okay to not live up to your own and to change them. Change those expectations with love and grace for yourself whenever you need to. I hope you've learned something that you can take with you through this upcoming week. Thank you so much for your podcast reviews and please keep them coming. I can't wait to feature yours. All you do is go to the podcast, scroll to the reviews, click see all, and then tap write a review to leave yours today. Please help me get closer to my goal of a hundred reviews on the podcast. Each review helps more listeners be able to find the podcast more easily and get the help they need too. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's coach together today. Hope you have a wonderful week creating beauty wherever you go.